Hello, 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 and welcome. I'm Victor Fernandez, and I'm here to tell you that true health and well-being is a family affair on the Healthy Bodies, Healthy Families podcast. Hello again, and welcome to the latest edition of the Healthy Bodies, Healthy Families podcast. I am your host, Victor Fernandez, but I'm not alone today. I have a special guest in a slightly different way, I guess you could say, a little more personal way. You know, I'll, you know, and, I, and I will shed light on who that is here in just a moment. But first, as always, you have a homework assignment to do if you haven't done it already. And after eight, nine weeks so far, I hope you have. But if you haven't, here's yet another reminder for you to go ahead and subscribe to this podcast, to like it, leave a great review, share it with family, friends, anyone and everyone you cross paths with on a daily basis, because the more people we can spread the word to, the more people we can help. So now that you understand that, and I appreciate all of you have already done that, I'm gonna introduce you to my special guest. Um, I have known him since he was about a year and a half. And my first recollection of him, or at least the one that I can recall after all these years, two decades now, and he's already laughing. And so he understands, he knows exactly what story I'm going to share, share with you, you know, is, is him throwing up red juice on me while wearing a white shirt. And that's one of my first recollections of, of our, our, our dealings together. And it's been smooth sailing ever since. Yeah, ever since then, you know, uh, for the past uh, two decades now, I mean, he's 21, about to turn 22 years old here in a, in a few weeks as, as to when we record this episode. Uh, as I said, you know, we have had a lot of ups and downs along the way, and, and he would certainly uh, agree to that, you know, and, uh, but you know what, I wouldn't change a thing. A, the good times were always good times, and the bad times were times we learned from. You know, so uh, so I wouldn't change a thing in one second of it. He is and he is my stepson. I don't call him that. He's my son, Nicholas Helios. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, there was there was a personal a personal connection here with this particular guest. I've had guests on the show before, and I love having all my guests on here. But this one, this one's extra special simply because of of the connection that we have uh, over all these years and. Uh, I shared with you a bit of a funny story, and I'll share with you more, a little more of a, uh, there's a couple stories, couple things that stand out for me, a little more on the serious side. I'll start with the most recent one and work my way back. Uh, most recent one would be, as we all dealt with back in March of 2020, when the pandemic started, everything across this country of ours shut down, and all families out there, and we're all different families. We're a blended family. We have, I mean, it's myself, my wife, Shelly, you know, my two stepsons, Anthony and Nick, Anthony being the oldest, my son, Zach, who's the youngest. We have Tulip. We, you know, we had uh, Smokey and Sasha, may they rest in peace along the way. So we have a very large family, you know, and a very much a blended family from all different backgrounds. And, and we're no, you know, we're not, no more unique than anybody else. There's plenty of blended families out there of all different shapes, sizes. You know, so, uh, but we all were dealing with the pandemic as best we could, and in many cases, much the same way, because we were getting to know each other again really, really well, all being under the same roof. 
Now I'm going to paint you a little picture. We're you know we're in Ocean City, Maryland, or just outside. We we live in a 1,700 square foot place, three bedrooms, two baths. So obviously my wife and I have a bedroom. Nick has his own. Zach has his own. Do the math. We ran out of bedrooms. And so we had our oldest Anthony sleeping on our couch or on the floor in front of our couch for the entire period, the three months of the shutdown. And I joke with people saying I didn't sit in my couch for three months because I had a six foot four, 200 plus pound man in the way. And so, but we all got to know, I mean, to be honest, that was the first time we were all together again under the same roof trying to think since just before you started high school. Yeah, about 2013. Yeah, you know, and, and to give people a little bit of a background, now we're going to backtrack a little bit. We're going back in time. You know, uh, this is one of the rough patches that we had along the way. And, you know, and I preface it by saying we all made our fair share of mistakes, myself included. I made a heaping helping you know, worth of them. You know, and back then, as Nick was saying, 2013, he had just graduated middle school, finished eighth grade, and was heading on to high school. And he made, you know, a difficult decision. He decided he, he was going to leave home where we were in Erie, Pennsylvania, and go live with his with his father in Michigan for his high school years. You know, at least at least his high school years. You know, and I'm going to actually turn it over to Nick to kind of talk a little bit about the thought process behind how he came to that decision. I mean, in all honesty, it was just um, a lot of things had broken down at that point. I feel like we all were at each other's necks and it was just bad for everybody in that situation. And I decided to be the deciding factor to take myself out of it and go move with my dad just because it's a different experience. It was something that I wanted to do for a little bit anyways, just because you know, I've, I've heard all the stories of, you know, the fighting between everyone, and I was just getting really tired of it. And it, it kind of led me to want to make that decision just because I was trying to think about what was best for myself and, you know, learning experiences. It's going to be a different atmosphere. It's not going to be the same one that I had at home where, you know, I had both my mom and stepdad there, you know, looking out for me, looking over me. It was just me and my dad. And we obviously went through some rough patches as well there, but that was just because, you know, I was alone for a while just because of his job. He was in the military at that time, as well as doing his full-time job. So it kind of was left on me to grow up and learn real quick. And I mean, I wouldn't change it for the world in all honesty, because it just shaped us, you know, me, you, mom, Zach, Anthony, everybody, um, to be who we are. And that's honestly what I'm most thankful for is that, you know, I didn't want to leave on the circumstances that we did, but at the same time, it let us grow and think about everything. So then we could come back together and be one giant family yet again. I think one thing, and, and, and Nick said it, said it very well, I think one thing that, that helped all of us was being able to step back and gain perspective. You know, we all had our ideas in mind as to what took place and who was right and who was wrong. And, you know, we all and I always like to say, you know, there there's there's my version, there's your version. And somewhere in the middle, there's the truth, you know, because we all made mistakes and we all thought we were right. And the other person was wrong. And that's that's human. That's human nature. 
you know, we ought, especially in today's society, I think part of the reason why I wanted to do this episode and have Nick on with me is because we look, we, we live in a society now where I firmly believe people would much rather be right than do right. You know, and, and you see it all the time. You see, and I'm not starting a political debate here, so I'm, I'm not going down that rabbit hole. You know, but especially when you're talking about politics or anything of a of a sensitive or controversial nature, people are going to be defensive. People are going to to dig in their heels and continue to say why they believe they're right and why you're wrong without, and they're not willing to listen to one another, hear what each other has to say, accept what they what they say, respect what they say, whether you agree with it or not, you know, and have that much respect for one another to say, you know what, I, I, I see where you're coming from. Here's where I'm coming from. Perhaps we can meet somewhere in the middle and find common ground and find a solution. You know, I think we, we're, we're in the nature of taking these problems and making them into bigger problems as opposed to taking these problems and finding solutions for them. And I firmly believe there's a solution to every problem. If you're willing to, to talk to people, not just talk at people, but talk with them and come to, and find common ground and find that solution and not be so worried about being right all the time. And I think back then that I know I'm only gonna speak for myself, that's how I thought. I was right, I was the adult, I was the parent, that's it, end of story. You know, and part of it, it was the way I raised, and I'm not blaming my parents by any stretch <laughs> of the imagination, two different generations, you know, but I, you know, it was an opportunity for me, I, I didn't want Nick to leave, but you know, I respected his decision. He made an adult decision, he stuck by it, and I'm impressed that he did that because it wasn't an easy decision to make. And, you know, leaving his friends, leaving his home, leaving his school, all that, you know, but it was an opportunity for me to take a step back and develop some perspective and work on me, you know, and, and it's no, it should come as no surprise to anyone because I've shared this story in print and, and on air many times over that I was an ass. I was an asshole in many respects because I wasn't happy with the way I was with the kind of person I was, the kind of the man I was, the father I was, the husband I was, because I wasn't happy with myself. And yes, it stemmed from physical appearance and my health issues and all that. It stemmed from there, but it's much bigger than that. You know, it's, it's, it's much more all-encompassing than that. So it gave me an opportunity while Nick was gone for those, you know, four years or so, you know, to, you know, really work on myself, take a step back, rediscover who in the hell I was and why I was so angry all the time and figure out a different way to approach life, to approach the people I care about and love in my life, you know, and, and be able to be a better person and not just for myself. You know, and I know for Nick, same thing. And we talked, we've talked about it, in, you know, you know, in the, in the years since then, you know, talking about where he needed to see, just like I needed to see, the grass wasn't always greener on the other side. You had to learn from the decisions you make. You learn, you learn, you adapt, you adjust, you grow. And I think he needed to be on his own a little bit, you know, and fend for himself a little bit, you know, and make decisions for himself and accept the consequences, good and bad, you know, and grow from that. And I think it helped him immensely. I know it helped me immensely to take that step back you know, at least for me, 
you know, and, and rediscover who I was before we went and rediscovered our relationship together. And I know, and I'm sure he would agree with me in that respect, that it was, it was a big change in life for him, just like it was for me. Oh, it was such a big change. And it was something that was well needed. Um, it definitely made me who I am today. It woke me up in reality, because not everything's always going to be, you know, the best thing that you're going to have, you're going to have your ups and downs, no matter what. But what did it for me was the fact that it helped me grow up real fast because I, I saw right then and there, life's not going to be all rainbows and sunshines. It's going to beat you down and it's going to make you want to have to get up and just keep pushing every day. I had days where I just didn't feel like getting up, but the biggest push was family. I mean, I just wanted to be the best version of myself. I'm pretty sure, you know, uh, Victor here and my mom can all agree that, you know, you just have to, because without family, you've got nothing. And that was honestly the biggest push for me because I just wanted to prove something that, you know, I can do this by myself. And I know it's not the easiest and best path to do it, <laughs> but it was the path that I took and it was the path that I had to stick on because there was no turning around at that point. Absolutely. You know, and, uh, you know, and, and, and we say all this, not just not to say we're not, we're not just highlighting, you know, the rough times, you know, the tough, you know, the tough times, because there were plenty of great ones. You know, I have one I vividly remember to this day. And I, to be honest, given the circumstances around it, you know, I still get a bit emotional when I think about it. And especially when I talk about it, you know, I mean, if you don't know, and many of you out there, especially people who may be listening from our time in, in Erie, Pennsylvania, you know, we were big and still are big hockey people, you know, fanatics, you might say, you know, and that's what, you know, that's what we do most every night. If it's not hockey related, it's, it's lacrosse related or sports related in general, you know, and back then, I mean, especially in the winter time up there, which lasts about 14 months a year, you know, with about a two week window somewhere in July when it's not so cold, you know, hockey was, was big for us. It was an opportunity for us to come together as a family. You know, I mean, I was playing, coaching, Nick was playing, Anthony was playing as well. You know, uh, you know, Shelly, my wife, his mom, Shelly was always there in some way, shape or form, either helping me manage things, you know, which I definitely needed, <laughs> you know, being that buffer zone between me and other parents, so I'm not at their necks, you know, or just being a cheerleader. And of course, taking care of Zach, you know, uh, you know, when he, when he was young, you know, obviously he was, he was a big part of it as well. He was, you know, I, I remember vividly him back, you know, six weeks, six weeks old, he was in the rink. So it was a big family, you know, gather, gathering opportunity on many occasions. And before I go way off on a tangent, I'll get back to, you know, the original idea behind the story I was telling you, Nick had been playing travel hockey the one year he played, and it was a tough time for him. We want to talk about a learning experience. And he's, oh, he, he knows, he knows the story yeah. I'm talking about where he was the kid on the outside, sort of like the kid, the new kid in school, you know, and of course he, he coming into a group that was together for quite a long time, had bonded together a bit of a click, you might say. And, you know, he did his best to try to fit in and be a part of the group and, and make friends and all that. And it wasn't always easy. You know, and uh, he learned very quickly that, you know, you can be nice to everybody and like everybody, but unfortunately, everyone's not always going to like you. 
And 99.9% .9 of the time has absolutely nothing to do with you. you know, and we got about halfway through the season, I wanna say, and he'd had enough, we'd had enough. It wasn't a healthy atmosphere to be in. It wasn't getting any better. You know, the, the, the friction between him and the rest of the team, the friction between me and the coaching staff trying to get, you know, these, this friction, you know, taken care of and finally moved him back to the house program that he was in back to the, you know, to the same coach that I had worked with previously, or I'd, I'd, I'd known previously anyway, and it worked with that, you know, that particular year, you know, and I vividly remember he was a goaltender and he pitched a shutout in the championship game, in the house league championship game. And with members of that travel team in attendance, I believe they were on the ice for a game or a practice, whatever it was after, after our game. And he was on, and they were, they were in attendance watching him from her. I think they were trying to, to give you a hard oh, time. They were trying to heckle me when I was <laughs> in that. All, all I could hear was them chirping right behind. And I'm just like, I got to focus on the game because it's not worth wasting my time on them. You know, and if it was, I think if I remember correctly, it was a one nothing game. It was, it was, uh, you, know, you know, tooth and nail, you know, oh, yeah. nail biter from, from minute one to the last second. And, you know, and I vividly remember after, you know, the, uh, the final horn sounded and the team had won the game, you know, and uh, I, I walked over to him, he skated over to me and I gave him a big hug and told him how proud I was of him because, you know, of what he had gone through that particular season, which wasn't fun for him, especially, and for anyone involved, and for him to, you know, take that opportunity, that breath of fresh air, if you will, and run with it. And he made some, you know, tremendous, I mean, he, he faced a lot of shots that game, you know, <laughs> you know, to him, for him to run with it and be as mentally focused and as, as mentally tough as he was given the circumstances, I mean, I'll remember that till the day I die. I mean, he was, you know, 12, 13 years old, something like that. About 12. Yeah, you know, so you're talking, you know, just about a decade ago. And I still remember it like it was yesterday, you know. So there are plenty of moments like those, you know. But that four-year window when he was in high school out in Michigan and we were still living in Pennsylvania, you know, we all needed that, you know. So which, you know, fast forward, and we, we didn't, let me say this, we didn't talk a whole hell of a lot over those four years. You know, it wasn't often, you know, which was fine. You know, and I mean, everybody had to, had to handle things the way they needed to handle things. And there was no right or wrong way to do things. You know, it was whatever worked best for you. You know, and I think it started to repair right about the time, you know, right about the time you graduated high school, you know, we started to slowly, you know, inch in the right direction. You know, I had made changes in my life. Nick had made changes in his life. He was getting ready to go off to college. Um, even though we didn't necessarily agree on his college choice initially, <laughs> you know, he was initially going to a school to major in, in, in high performance automotives, which, you know, he's, he's a big car guy, if you know him, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and, you know, he was, you know, and he was going there and then he decided at the last minute and we didn't know until after he'd already accepted and, and money, had, money had changed hands and, you know, all this, all this, you know, all the steps had, had taken place, 
You know, I mean, we weren't ultimately happy because we had our idea of what he should do, but you know, he decided to follow in his brother's footsteps to college. And we were concerned about that because we wanted him to carve his own path, you know, and make a life for himself separate from his brother, unique to himself. You know, and uh, but, you know, as we told him the first time we heard he was going uh, to Bethany College, where he's a senior now, you know, we told him, hey, you know what, you're an adult, you know, you can join the army or you know, the military, you could, you, you're, you're eligible to vote, you're eligible to do a lot of things at that age. You know, you're 18 years old, so you have to make your decision, stick to your guns, no matter what we or anybody else says, you know, and do what you got to do, but do it for yourself. You know, follow your, your footsteps. And we knew that first year was going to be tough. His brother was a senior at the time. He was a freshman. Nick had moved into the fraternity house, uh, you know, as, as, the year, as the year went on. You know, so they lived in the same house together. It wasn't always pleasant, but they did what they had to do to get along and help each other out and take care of each other, which we're very proud of. You know, and now he's made a great name for himself. He's getting his degree in, in sports medicine now and, uh, you know, fourth year of co playing college lacrosse. He's, you know, a high ranking member of that fraternity, a senior there. I mean, he's, he's made, a, he's made a, a really good name for himself because you know now that people aren't comparing him, or at least I hope they're not still comparing him to his brother. They see him for who he is individually and as a unique, you know, human being and as a young man. You know, and uh, anyway, so I'm going to turn it over to him real quick to talk about what these last four years have been like for him and when he decided to make the change and come back and live with us. So four years, it seems like it's been forever, <laughs> but at the same time, a blur. I mean, I obviously freshman year, I kind of threw them off with going to Bethany because I just I fell out of love with automotive and just wanting to pursue that. And Bethany had a bunch of different career paths that, you know, sounded very interesting. I went in as a computer science major, thought I could do something automotively with that. And then I just, it, something just didn't feel right doing that. And I was able to talk with a few of my friends there and I got into the sport medicine program because I've always been around sports. I mean, mm -hmm. since the day I was born, I've been around <laughs> everything. And um, it really pursued me to want to help out, be a trainer. Um, freshman year, obviously, was a very rough time for me. Blew out my ACL playing lacrosse. Um, was always around the trainers, no matter what. So after that injury, I got to see firsthand what they do on a daily basis. And that kind of pushed me to want to be better and do something like that. And that's the path that I've stuck with. I wouldn't change anything. Um, I mean, obviously there have been their ups and downs of, you know, living in the house, not being able to get along with everyone, but we also understand each other at that point. So we end up figuring things out as the time goes on. Now, with me being a senior now, I'm ready to graduate. I'm ready to be done. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to, you know, my lacrosse career ending, but you know, what happens happens. It, it's all part of uh, the path that you're on. And I couldn't be more thankful. I mean, he got me into lacrosse, uh, got me playing and I've stuck with it ever since then. And I couldn't be more grateful for that. And then deciding to come back here, it was just about the opportunities. 
I, I wanted to come back home for a while and I felt like it was more fitting to get out of Michigan when I had the chance and it worked out in my favor because I was able to get a job down here, do what I need to do on top of being around family again. And I'm, this isn't, you know, bashing, you know, my dad and my family up in Michigan. It was just, it was time for me to get out of there, you know, go experience something new just like I did when I moved in with my dad, it was a new experience. So moving back out here, um, it's a whole new atmosphere that I had to learn and just get to learn and grow from. It's funny. I, I look back on it. It was, it was just a, a random phone call one day. And this would have been, was it sophomore year? Mm, yeah. Yeah. I think it was sophomore year of college just before Christmas break. I want to say probably November of that year or, you know, maybe early December, early December. And, and I remember, and again, one of those moments that I vividly remember exactly where I was and what I was doing. I think I was dry. We were already living here uh, on the Eastern shore of Maryland at the time. And I don't think we'd been here for, for too, too long, you know, less than a year at that point. And I remember, I think I was driving home from work and all of a sudden I got a, a, a Nick's, phone and name come up on the uh, on the caller ID. And at that point, I'm thinking, oh, something's up, because normally he might call his mom first for something or that sort of thing. So for him to call me, I was like, either he couldn't get a hold of his mom or something's truly wrong. You know, so I answer the phone and we start talking and you could tell something seemed a bit off. He seemed a bit down, you know, maybe tired. You know, and then he proceeded to, and it was towards the end of the conversation. I can't recall what we were discussing, but it was towards the end of the conversation where he asks me, can I come spend Christmas with you? It wasn't even to come live here. It was to spend Christmas. You know, and I had an inkling at that time that it would, you know, proceed, you know, move on to that. You know, but at the time it was just for Christmas. I was like, yeah, absolutely. You know, talk to your mom. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll do what we got to do. We'll come get you and, and bring you on back. You know, and we did that. You know, and he decided, and then, you know, obviously, you know, we, we spent Christmas together that year and, and the Chris and the holiday break for him. Then he went back to school and, you know, what happens next? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, it, it just ended up that I wanted to come back here. I loved the area. I loved where I was working at and also got a second job, fell in love with that. And just the whole area brought me in and the atmosphere here is something that I actually do enjoy and I love being around and I couldn't be more grateful for an opportunity that I've been given. I know it kind of worked out. I mean, we, we, we all talk about, so many of us talk about uh, the pandemic, you know, in, in a negative, completely in a negative light. And I'm not demeaning that in any way because so many people have felt tragedy, you know, exponentially, you know, when it comes to the pandemic over these last couple of years, you know, so, you know, I, I'm not demeaning that in the least, but for some people, you know, for some of us, you know, we were able to within disappointment and frustration and God forbid tragedy, you know, I've been able to find a positive, you know, positive light, you know, positive moments, you know, and that particular year as well was the year of the pandemic when everything shut down. So Nick came back here after schools shut down to finish up the semester. And it, it even worked out well with his older brother. He had come, he was living in Michigan at the time. He was working up there at a restaurant and, and living with his, with their father up there. 
And he decided to come down to, for a visit, came down for, I think, 10 days, I think it was. Yeah, and it was just, I mean, unbeknownst to everyone, including us, this was in February, you know, and he was getting out of Michigan at the time when it's as coldest with winter and snowiest coming down here where the weather is a little more temperate and you don't deal with snow and it's not ridiculously cold like we were used to previously. And he came down here just for a visit. And literally his visit coincided with the beginning of the pandemic and the shutdown. So we sat and we was, he was debating whether he was gonna go back before everything shut down or he was gonna stay here. And we basically, my, you know, my wife and I just laid it out to him said, look, you can go back to Michigan and be at home and not have a job in 10 degree weather, or you can be down here, be with family, not have a job in 50, 60 degree weather. You decide. And so obviously he made, he made the logical choice and chose the warmer weather and stayed down here until he figured out what he was going to do moving forward. And that's when the, his, his uh, foray into law enforcement, where he is in now, he's a year and a half into uh, his time with the Ocean City Police Department down here. And he started looking at you know, becoming a seasonal police officer, getting into that academy and then getting into the full-time academy and, and transitioning, you know, finishing that program and transitioning to a full-time job. So for that three-month window and even beyond once things started to reopen, you know, we were all under the same roof. So at that point you have, so now this whole story, this whole, you know, rambling on that I've done, you know, gets us back full circle. You know, so now we're under the same roof during the pandemic, March, April, May of 2020, you know, the shutdown. You have one of two choices. And I think you all know where I'm going with this. You can either live with each other and grow to love each other even more, or you can kill each other, one <laughs> or the other. There isn't a whole lot of in between when you're all forced to be under the same roof 24 hours a day, seven days a week, because it wasn't, oh, I'm going to work or I'm going to school and I'm away from you from for six, eight, 10 hours in a day. And then I only see you for a few hours and we go to bed. You know, it's, we were around each other 24 seven. So you had to figure it out. You had to be able to coincide. And I will say this much, it definitely, at least for Nick and I, definitely proved to us how much we had grown individually and collectively because we could have killed each other very easily. Yeah. You know, and we went in the opposite direction and the, in the right direction you know, which was great and things have proceeded from there. So I'm going to let him share his take on that, which I imagine would be somewhat in line with what I, oh, yeah. with what I said. I mean, <laughs> with the shutdown happening, I just came back from school. We had gotten four games deep in lacrosse and then our season got canceled. So obviously I was really bummed out. And then when I came back, um, we had to trans, we had to just switch right over to zoom um for online schooling which really sucked just because you know I like that in-person teaching and with Bethany being a small college it's that one-on-oneness that I like with the teacher and it sucks having to see them through a screen compared to in person now it was a blessing in disguise because I was just getting back into lacrosse from my knee surgery came back here and that's when we started actually training together 
And that was a big thing that kept us from actually killing each other. <laughs> I, I think the love of the fitness and just trying to push each other and want to be better in every way worked itself out in that aspect. And it helped me, you know, realize what I truly need. Um, and then once the shutdown, you know, somewhat loosened up, I was able to get to work, whether it was at the gym or over at one of the old restaurants I was working at. And I was spending hours upon hours just at work, didn't have time to work out. And then once, once everything, you know, slowly calmed down is when we started getting back into that. And I mean, that's honestly my take. We didn't kill each other. We decided <laughs> to choose peace over violence. <laughs> violence in a different way, I would yeah, say, right. with the with the training. But you know, we took it out on the equipment. <laughs> not each other. You know, no, and it's the truth. You know, and and now we've come, you know, full circle. Now we're back. You know, this story is back to real time, back to modern day here, uh, where we're just a few short months away. You know, from Nick graduating from you know, from college and, and heading out on his own. And I can honestly say that, you know, his, his mom and I, my wife and I have, uh, have reached a point where we can say, you know, much like we did a few years ago with Anthony, where, okay, we've, I think we've done our job. We've done our job to the best of our abilities. You know, we've screwed up along the way many times, but we haven't screwed him up too much. You know, and now, you know, he was ready to go off on his own and do his own thing and build a life for himself. And as I always tell them this, and I joke about it now, but I was sitting to a certain extent, I'm still, still, still serious. Once, you know, you live in a place, whether it's at home or on your own somewhere and all the, and all the mail, the bills, especially come to your house and your name is, is, is showing through the envelope. That's when all the decisions become yours. And we're here for guidance and support and 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 all, and all and to cheer you on and educate and all that. But at that point, it's on you. And we stand back and say we've done our job to the best of our abilities. They're ready to go off on their own and do their thing and, and grow from their success, learn and grow from their mistakes along the way, and make those decisions for themselves. And mom and I can just go hang out in the shadows. And, and just enjoy, just enjoy watching, just sit back and enjoy, you know, experiencing and watching the, the, not just the young men, but the men they've become over the years. And I like to think that the, the good, the bad, the ugly, and there was plenty of all three over the years was what got us to this point, you know, because hey, we, we know families at their core, as much as they love each other, they're dysfunctional in their own ways. Let's face it. We all have our problems. We all we, we don't always see eye to eye. We might have stretches where we absolutely hate each other and want to beat the hell out of each other. You know, but when push comes to shove, you're there for one another. You're a family and 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 you stand up for one another. You back every you back each one each other up and you don't let you don't let them down. You know, that's that's ultimately what the point we've gotten to. And it took all of that in, you know, in, in our history together, you know, to get to that point. And that's sort of what I was, why I wanted to do this, why I had Nick come on with me, because I wanted to share with you two 
generations. And if Zach had wanted to come on, he's off in another room right now. If Zach had wanted to come on, we'd have another generation on there. Oh, now he's going to come and join us now. You know, so, okay, here we go. He's going to come and join us now. So live action right here. We're having another guest join on. You know, and I am going to ask Zach before we wrap things up, you know, yes. kind of his take on things about what it's what it was like for the family to be apart, Nick be here, Anthony be there, the rest of us be here, and now to have the entire family back together again, how, how much more, how much happier that makes him. It feels a lot happier to me so I can see my um, brothers a little bit more instead of just like FaceTiming them, I can actually see them in person. Um, and since Anthony's just moved down here to Ocean City, and Nick's here for fall break or winter break. Winter, winter break. break. And it just feels so surreal to me. I'm just so happy right now. And and for you, Nick, I mean, how how we've come full circle and to get to this point, what does that mean to you? I mean, it it means the world because I still have my family and I've taken family to a whole new level now with, you know, me being at school firefighting there. Mm -hmm. I've got a family there. I've got a family here and everywhere I've gone, I seem to have made my own little family in each little spot. But I just feel that, you know, how far that we've come today is a lot different than the path that we were on many years and moons ago <laughs> where, where we were just at each other's throats and we honestly just felt like we were done with each other to come to here where we're finally that family again. We're, you know, agreeance, not everything we will agree on, <laughs> but, you know, we make it work. Mm -hmm. And that's just how things planned out and panned out. Absolutely. And he mentioned, obviously, the firefighting aspect. Uh, you know, I'm proud of both both my older boys, certainly for the paths they've taken Nick through, you know, sports medicine into the firefighting and potentially the EMT medical side of things. You know, uh, Anthony being a being a, uh, you know, a full fledged police officer now, obviously choosing a path of, you know, protecting and serving the community they live in you know, putting, you know, let's face it, putting their lives on the line to protect others, putting other people ahead of themselves, couldn't be prouder. Although, you know, I guarantee you, you know, their mom, my wife has had more than a few sleepless nights, you know, when it comes to, Santa uh, oh, as Santa Claus <laughs> goes right by our community right now, yeah, folks, in real time, I'm telling you that right now, on a fire engine, I, I didn't plan that. You want to talk, you want to talk about like, you know, fate, as I'm talking <laughs> about like firefighting at Christmas time, we see Santa Claus on the fire engine <laughs> going right by our community. I mean, you, I, I, I'm going to end it right there because I, I'm not going to be able to talk about it. You know, but, uh, but as, I, as I was saying, you know, we may have, you know, a few sleepless nights given you know, the, uh, you know, the inherent danger of the careers they've chosen, you know, but we couldn't be prouder. Obviously, you know, I said firefighting, you know, fire and Santa come, we come full circle, we come full circle, you know, but uh, I appreciate y'all sticking with us through that winding circuitous ramble of mine here, you know, for the last, uh, I don't know, close to an hour, it might be longer, I don't know, I've lost track of time, you know, and uh, I certainly appreciate you sticking with us, you taking the time to listen with, you know, listen to what we have to say, you know, moral to this story no matter how bad things get 
you're still family. You stick together. You love each other, even when you think you hate each other. You know, and because as Nick said, you know, very eloquently earlier in the in the show, without family, you have absolutely nothing. You know, so when you have family, you have oh, everything. Oh my God, coming through the complex right now. So I appreciate y'all. Go ahead, like, <laughs> subscribe. You know, get a great, you know, leave us a great review. Listen in every week. But I think we're going to go check out Santa Claus on the fire engine right now. Oh, so I'm going to say thanks again for listening. And always, re and always remember, it's never too late to follow your dreams. Take care, folks. Have a good one. Thanks so much for listening. If you would like to connect with me about health and fitness coaching, there's a number of ways you can do that. You can send me an email to ocmdfernandezfit at gmail.com or a text to 814-504-7774 or just find me on social media, both on Facebook and Instagram. Facebook at Victor Fernandez123. Pretty creative name, don't you think? And Fernandez Fit LLC and on Instagram at Fernandez Fit LLC. I want to thank you once again for listening to the show. I hope you really enjoyed it. And until next time, remember, health and fitness truly is a family affair.